Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. kitchen table at the corner of here and now and it is saturday march 21st 21st so we are in the midst of the what the heck corona covid 19 craziness total chaos and we are in texas we are in the houston area like most of our listeners are so we are in a uh, we're not in a shutdown yet I don't want to predict what's going to happen, but right. it might be coming. And uh, a lot of people have decided, you know, schools are closed, restaurants are closed, except for carryout, no sporting events. Everything's kind of shut down. And churches, so churches, bars, bars restaurants, <laughs> a lot of meeting halls. Yes. It's been a big controversy. Yes, it has. Why? Well, the big reason that I heard on a virtual meeting that we had was because it, we can't be there for the newcomers. Um, and if they walk up to the doors and they're locked and they don't know where to go. Right. That's kind of a... It's a big deal in our It fellowship. is a big deal. It's, it's, it's hard to think about that. Like, what do you do? What would you do if you were an addict on the street looking to get clean? And our doors, our doors of the club that our group belongs to have never been closed since the day it opened. Which was 1998, I believe, well, is what yeah. one member told me. In that particular... No, in the whole... We've moved three times, club. but... For our whole club. Right. And for our, for our group, our home group. Yeah. Um, yeah, three meetings a day since 1998. No Christmas, nothing. Nothing has... Uh, Nothing has changed that ever. No. Until now. Until now. And it's a very um, scary thing. I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I had gone to the meeting and it, it just wasn't there. Like if it was closed down or or now we didn't have a meeting hall back then like we do now. But um, God, what would you do? I, I don't know. Hard to say. I don't know. I don't know either. It, it is a little, it's scary in a way. I think I said earlier something about we have to trust that their higher power mm. is looking out for them and helping to guide them where they need to go. Wow. So part of my faith in my higher power and in my recovery is having faith that someone else's higher power is going to take care of them. That's right. That's a big one. Yeah. Because a lot of us aren't, aren't aren't just addicts. We're, you know, Al-Anons. We're codependents. We're all these other things too. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, being there for the newcomer is a is a big deal and probably something that a lot of us have taken for granted. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. 
I would say. I would say I have, in all honesty, sitting mm-hmm. here thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we were talking about some solutions to this before we got started and before our technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, well, we, you know, short of putting a big note on the door of a reopen date for the club and maybe a phone list of the people that are willing to put their names out there like that, you know, if you are new and you're looking for a meeting, please go to, uh, well, the website for the virtual NA. That right. would be an, op- an option to put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe a few phone numbers for some of the members in the group so that they can reach out and say, please, please, please call this during this time, you know, this craziness that is going on. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's just difficult. And we've never had to deal with something like this, no. so we don't really know what's right or wrong or if there is even right or wrong. It's just is what it is. It is what it is, but then kind of figuring out how to do it. And I know that it's affected a lot of our members really strongly, though. Like, I mean, yeah. we're grown men practically on tears last night because, because we shut the meeting down and they were super concerned about the newcomers. So that's that's an interesting thing. Well, I think... Most fellowships, I know the AA and NA, they have like a 1-800 number to call. Mm -hmm. Hotline. Hotline, yeah. So hopefully um, we have people manning those phone lines and answering calls from addicts that are looking for meetings and telling them how to go about doing that. Right. We also talked about in this situation... um, how, you know, in Narcotics Anonymous, it tells us that we can become responsible, productive members of society. Right. Part of, I think, becoming a a responsible, productive member of society is also holding a certain social responsibility up. So I think it is socially responsible to shut the doors, too. Right. And it's within the law because in the state of Texas now they're saying nobody, you know, not above 10 people, blah, blah, blah. That's why churches have closed, gyms, stuff like that. So our meeting place falls into that category of 10 or more people meeting. So how do we how do we support the newcomer, support our clubs and also fall into this responsible, productive member of society, having social responsibility, following the law as it's as I use the word law and somewhat of a loose term, but what's been brought down from our, our governor, Mm -hmm. you know, I think all of that, all of that falls in there. Yes, it absolutely does. And I think you can only, I mean, I can only take personal responsibility right like I can't correct dictate to anybody else but I know for myself you know it's a twofold situation it's kind of self-serving and community serving if you will that I have chosen to self-quarantine myself because I'm I consider myself to be amongst the immunocompromised and at least somewhat and I don't want to be around anybody if I don't have to, and then I don't want to, if I've been exposed, I certainly wouldn't want to be out there amongst other people as well. So right, right. It's taking care of me, taking care of them. Right. And I also, um, some of the other thoughts I've had on this is that we, we have to be okay on the backside of this. Not that we're not all going to die. We know that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. It's not like, oh, half of us are going to die. And 
But on some level, yeah, like when this thing unfolds and we're on the backside and the clubs are opening again, we need to have healthy people that can walk in there right. and, and be there. Absolutely. As, as this thing unfolds. So there's a, an, again, we, we're not here to figure this out and come mm-hmm. up with the right answer. These are just thoughts that we've had and discussions we've had between um, <clears throat> ourselves and with our, our friends and on the virtual meetings. I mean, it came up last night uh, about that and the fact that we have been able to have a club that's run with so many meetings for so long. And we're very, very blessed in that uh, re- regard. Our cat's walking through all the equipment on the table. <laughs> so yeah so if anyone has any feedback on that you know feel free to reach out like we'd love to to hear what what you guys think and you know any solution you know we're we're really kind of hashing out some solution-based stuff here right so with that we thought we would talk about today go ahead what did, what was our topic i believe we chose the five things that we are suggested that we do when we get clean and sober if you're sober um to stay that way well how to do them how to do the five things oh from an isolation standpoint from an isolation standpoint so whether you're self-isolating or you're in a state or someplace that is you know under a, a shelter in your home type situation it, just as a side note i think it's interesting because you know we've we're on the Texas Gulf Coast, so we've hunkered down for storms and hurricanes and different things. So we're actually kind of used to this in a weird way. Like it's kind of a, yeah. a familiar scenario, at least. So for a lot of people out there in the listening world, this is not familiar to them. They have no idea how to do this, so to speak. So it's kind right. of an interesting thing. What's cool about it for us is we have electricity, we have water, normally in a hurricane hunker down situation at some point you lose your power or we get flooded or tree falls on your house all of the above all of the above you know and then you're camping in your house for two weeks and you know yeah cooking all of your food because otherwise it's going to go bad so Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. these circumstances are kind of they're kind of nice in a weird way not that the situation's nice but no but at least yeah we have the small comforts Mm-hmm. you know right. that we don't have to worry about getting too cold or too hot or you know right any of that stuff so, right. so yeah. it's just an interesting yeah interesting gig so anyway so we're gonna go through the five things and um and we were sitting here kind of going what were the five things i don't know what are they again so we made a list and then uh we're gonna talk about how we can do each of them um during this time of social distancing, quarantining, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so do you want to go over the just the basic outline of the five things first for us? I have more than five things you on my list. You have more than five things? <laughs> you know that sign that always hangs on the wall in the different halls? It says, the five things. I know. Like, but how often do we actually look at it? It's been a long time since I looked at it. It has right. for me too. Okay. So I know that go to meetings is one. Okay. Uh, read the literature. Yep, I believe so. Pray. Yep. Uh, call your sponsor. Is that on the list? Call your sponsor or call somebody. Call somebody. Call another addict. Call or another alcoholic. addict or alcoholic. Yep. Service work. And service. Is that yeah. five? I think that was five. I, yeah. 
Cool. Where do you want to start? We had some really cool ideas, I thought, earlier. Well, I suppose that, you know, we start with go to meetings because that's kind of weird right now, right? That is kind of weird. So, and I also, before we get started again, sorry, this is stuff we can do right now, but we could also take a lot of this and do it even when we can go to meetings and when things get back to normal, for lack of a better, whatever the hell our new normal is going to be. Right. Okay. So how do we go to meetings right now? Virtual. Virtual reality. Yes. Zoom. Whoever owns Zoom is making a small fortune. That's true. And... They should, because it's kind of a lifesaver right now. It is. It's saving lives. And um, even outside of our community, people are able to have meetings of other types, like for business or whatever. So sure. Family meetings, a, all kinds of stuff. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the there's uh, an entire schedule of virtual meetings, I believe, at least on the NA website. I would imagine that AA has the same thing. But I would imagine it's virtual virtual-na.org backslash meetings yep or meeting yeah um so if you're out there and you're looking i would suggest that you google that find it um and you know you can jump on a meeting too from anywhere in the world conceivably that's true anywhere in the united states for sure there's meetings coming out of new york or the east coast and the west west coast and then our group has a meeting four days a week on the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of different ways to, to stay connected. Um, and I think what's interesting about this online format with the Zoom is I think it might stick around. I kind of hope it does. Because there's times when people can't come to a meeting, like say that, that they work strange hours or what have you, and meetings fall within their work time parameters. And so it would be really cool for them to be able to jump onto a Zoom in their lunch hour or mm-hmm. um, when they're just getting off work and, you know, they're too tired to go anywhere. Yeah. So it would be an awesome format for somebody. And we've seen people on our Zoom meeting that we hadn't seen or heard from in years. Forever. And they're popping up on our Zoom. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you, so-and-so. I, it's yeah. like, holy cow and they've been like yeah i hope this sticks around after some of this ends because there are people that you know are doing odd jobs and they're traveling a lot and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and this it's such a cool way to be able to extend our recovery Mm -hmm. um out and 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 connect with people that we haven't connected with in a really really long time so it's it's been kind of cool in a way yeah yeah, definitely. And, and it's a great way to be of service. Service is part Ooh, of our of our list is to, to start one of these meetings or to call someone that maybe you saw someone on the Zoom that you hadn't seen in a really long time. So this is your opportunity to connect with them, pick up the phone, reach out to them. That's true. And so forth. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's talk about calling people. The old school. So how <laughs> long have you been clean again, Leanne? Um, 30 years. Did we have cell phones and texting when you got clean? No. So what was it like? You had to either find a payphone if you were out, um, or you had a landline in your home. You had to basically sit down and dial the number <laughs> and hold the receiver in your hand the entire time. You couldn't get up and walk around. Yeah. It took a little bit of work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and you had to go to hear it back from your sponsor. You had to go home and hit the play button because we actually message recorder in your message machine. Yes. So yeah. So things are things are so slick these days. It's almost too easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we were thinking about okay, and that was the other thing that we heard a lot of people talking about is that they're talking to people they haven't talked to. Like, they're reaching out in, to people and actually calling people that they haven't talked to in a really long time. Yeah, and I think that's really awesome. Um, because we, you know, we're social creatures, right? Yes, yes. And we need people, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we like it or not. And um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm seeing some of my friends on Facebook even that, you know, I don't, I know they're in the fellowship and I really like them. I like what, you know, following their things on Facebook or whatever, but I don't reach out to them. But guess what? I've reached out to two ladies this week that I've never, that I have not, I've reached out to maybe once. Wow. Yeah. And I'm checking in on them regularly because I know that, I know their health situations and I know that. You know, they cannot leave their house either. Mm. And so I'm just calling to say, hey, you know. Right. Just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. So this is an interesting thing again. So our book, our basic text, talks about how this is a disease of separation. Yes. And now we're kind of forced, Mm -hmm. air quotes, right, (laughs) into separation. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that maybe this virus this issue that we're having it's around the world it's not just the texas gulf coast it's not just the united states this is literally happening all over the wing costa rica is in a shelter in your home situation they closed the beaches you know our favorite beach is closed in costa rica i know a lot of you know we love to travel to costa rica and (laughs) we will be going back costa rica but our favorite beach is closed. Right. Like, it's crazy what's going on out there in the world. So this is a disease of separation. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of into this forced separation. But what's happening is we're striving to stay connected in a way that we never have before. Yeah. So, again, this could be like a really good thing. It could be really cool. It, it could be super cool. And... um I don't know what I was going to say after that. <laughs> She's drawing a blank, you guys. You should have seen her face, everybody. She's like, Ugh. oh, darn it. So move on. Okay. But I just, I, I, I find that fascinating that we're all working so hard to stay connected with the Zoom and the reaching out and checking on each. I was checking on people yesterday. How mm-hmm. are you? Do you need anything? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have other friends that have just chosen to stay home and to really take the social distancing, distancing super seriously. And we've taken it seriously. Yeah. We've worked hard to close our loop. We've worked hard to be responsible, uh, try to make really healthy decisions for ourselves personally and our families and, and our friends. Right. Um, and so I was out and about yesterday. I had to go to work. I had to do a couple other things. So I was reaching out to people to say, do you need anything? What can I get you? Can I bring you anything? I'm mm-hmm. trying to get to the store. I'm not going to tell you about my store adventure yesterday. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, doing that, like it's really interesting that even mm-hmm. though we're being forced to separate, a lot of us are working really hard 
um, to come together and stand strong and, and yeah. try to do the right, the right things. It's just a different way of coming together, you know, a different. Yes. Because we can't physically be together. We're right. not supposed to even hug or whatever. So, yeah, I do miss that. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a hugger, everybody, though. Not a hugger. I am a hugger. Yeah. Um, but it's not like Harvey, right? It's not like the floods where people are coming together in that situation. We're coming together in a in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. And I don't know what word to put yeah. on there. But Yeah. The cat's on the table again, everybody. Okay, get her off the table. All right. Um, so uh, people that we can call. So we can call our sponsor. Of course. Right? Um, I was thinking that we could call our predecessors, so you can call up the chain. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the people that have got more clean time than us, not always our sponsor, but um, maybe our sponsor's friend or our sponsor's sponsor or something like that, we can call and check on our other friends in recovery, our support group, or maybe that person we hadn't seen or heard from in a long time. We can call our sponsees or down the chain, if you will. Um, so there's a lot of options here and we can maybe try and do a couple, a couple of those a day. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that, I think that's a big deal and it, I feel like it's being responsible to do that. And I think it's sort of a, an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. Ooh, tell me more about that. Well, I mean, it's a privilege because I still, you know, it's like, I think we had this discussion before the podcast. It's like, we have electricity and we have air and we have every, all the creature comforts of home. So we can sit in our homes and reach out to people and impact lives even without leaving. And I'm just, it makes me a little speechless sometimes, like right now. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. <laughs> She's verklempt. Are you a little verklempt? Whatever that means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we can call up and down our chain, right? Our sponsorship family, our meeting family, our home group family, and so forth. And our family family. <gasps> what? Well, I mean... I made it a deal with myself to like keep in touch with my mother at least once a week before all of this happened. But I think I've talked to her more in the last week than I've spoken to her in a long time. Right. Just checking because I know she's in Dallas and I'm in Houston and she's all alone. Yeah. In her house by herself. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I've talked to my mom almost every day this week. I haven't actually spoken to my daughters, but we've texted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So the connection is there. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's fascinating. It is. Really, really interesting. All right. Did we beat that dead horse pretty good? I think so. All right, cool. How about literature? Read the literature. Mm -hmm. You can... um, You could just close your eyes and open the basic text to any place in the book and just read whatever you turn to or any of the literature or any well yeah any of the literature i can only speak for na but um we have the living clean book we have the it works how and why book we have the basic text 
We also have the gist for today, and you don't have to just read the date for the day. You could just open what? it to any. Yes, you could open it to any date you want. Close your eyes again and just open it. And it, it. I don't know about anybody else, but a lot of times I do that, and it's exactly what I need to read. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? It is funny how that happens. So you, you can read the step that you're on, like you said, or we can read right? a chapter or a story. Yep. There's, we have the stories in the back of the basic text that people tend to forget about. Yes. But the stories are really good. Um, I would encourage maybe even some outside literature can be recovery-based or self-help or personal development, especially during this time while we're in our little cocoons, right? Yes. Like this would be a great time to read stuff that kind of balances out um, some of the other work that we're doing and doing the work. It could be spiritual. It could mm -hmm. be, uh, like I said, personal de develop development, um, parenting, uh, love languages, I don't know. It can be a zillion different things, but yep. this is a great opportunity to dig in on some of that. That's true. Yep. Um, we also talked about uh, recovery podcasts, other recovery podcasts out there. Yeah, you can listen um, to any podcast, really, and um, you can also, um, most libraries now have a, um online library where you can download books and uh, CDs awesome. and mm -hmm. yeah, so you could actually listen to someone reading their book. Nice. Um, and you could do that while you're out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get outside, go for a walk, get some fresh air while we're dealing with all this. Yep. Which is very important. Super important, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the couch eating Doritos is not going <sighs> to. Really? I know. Damn. It's depressing. I'd rather sit around and eat Doritos too, but it's not going to get us anywhere. So. <laughs> true that all right do we beat that horse too uh-huh all right um let's see let's talk about prayer and meditation what about prayer and meditation Thea? Well, <laughs> how how do we implement it because that's one of the things on the five things list is prayer i don't think it says meditation on the wall hanging I don't one think it that does we either. see at all the clubs but um but i'd like to include that in there well I don't know what I was reading earlier. I'm sure it was something on Facebook, but someone put out a request for us to all pray for everyone. Okay. Put out prayers for all of us because right. everyone at this moment in time is perhaps suffering in one way or another right. with this thing. And um, everybody's scared. Everybody's in fear. And so to pray for them to have you know, courage and, and, um, faith and whatever it is that they need, you know, to put that vibe out there in the world is mm -hmm. super important. And I know for a fact that it works. Yeah. We've seen it work in our lives mm -hmm. and in other people's lives. So it's yeah. super yeah. huge. Yeah. So yeah. lots of prayer, lots of prayer. And I mean, I don't know how anybody else experiences this in their life but like i wake up sometimes and i'm praying which kind of freaks me out but it's cool in the same in the same breath i mean and i just kind of keep going through my day and you know prayer and um just trying to get the focus off of me sometimes it's like put you know if i know somebody who's struggling or um having a hard time, I can 
shoot out a prayer for that person or those people if there's more than one and it calms my nerves and it makes me feel not better that's not a good word but is it like doing service it is in a weird sort of way like service work yeah yeah in our own way our own personal very personal right way it's like doing service work yeah and i think you know this could be a great time to build our faith muscle huge time to do that right and sometimes what our brain is telling us and what the actual we were talking about this earlier what our brain is telling us that's going on Mm -hmm. and what the facts are actually telling us what the history is telling us are two different things yes so being able to slow down pray see things clearly so that we can make um you know not super emotional decisions Mm -hmm. right don't make a permanent decision on a temporary emotion yeah right so that i think that can come into this too while we're sitting around and that for someone that may be listening to this out there and you're sitting in your home by yourself whatever situation is and you're down or frustrated those are temporary emotions drinking won't fix it and it's a somewhat permanent decision I mean, obviously you can quit drinking again, so it doesn't have to be a permanent decision, but it's going to affect you. So slowing down and and building that faith muscle here and knowing that everything's going to be okay, whether you believe it or not, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Other people believe it. And I think that could be a really, really powerful tool for us. She's moving the cat again. This is a funky day, y'all. <laughs> this is real life. This is our house. <laughs> Lord. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. So we talked about, oh, and you made a comment earlier about how th- with the spiritual part, you mm. said that this is a huge opportunity to explore our spirituality. You said that. I said that? You did. I wrote Get it out. Down. I wrote it down. It was in my pre-recording notes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember saying that. I know. But it, it truly is. Um, because when I'm in a space, a spot, space, whatever, of worry, fear, anxiety, um, it's getting to the point where that's not a comfortable place to be anymore. It used to be. I used to thrive in that kind of stuff. But... Now it's getting uncomfortable fairly quickly, and so I look for solutions. And where I usually look for those are in my go-to spiritual guides, which is different authors, different books, different um, things like, you know, that I can read something and put my brain and the energy that I'm using onto something more positive. And um, actually yesterday I got it off of Pinterest, which was crazy, but it was the idea of doing the A to Z journal in one letter every day. So that's 26 days that I'll be, right? 26 letters in the alphabet? Oh, yeah. Maybe. 25? 24. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> People are going to laugh at us. Yeah, they're going to have a good laugh. Um, I don't even know what's happening. But whatever... Um, have you done that yet today? I have not. Mm. It's on my list to do next. Oh. Um, so 
that helps me to look at things, like I said, more positively, um, in a more spiritual fashion, um, not so self-centered, um, and not so gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. It's really easy right now to get caught up in that gloom and doom and, oh my God, and what's happening and... Totally. Yeah. So I think getting yourself into some spiritual literature of some sort, and again, you could download a book on, um... Audible, you can go to the public library website and download something that way. Just get something that you can listen to or read Mm -hmm. and start exploring your spiritual path. And dedicate it. Make it a priority. Yeah, I mean, it should be all the time. Right. But this is a great opportunity to set a habit, too. That's true. To make some, because, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be like this. Right. We've been social distancing for over a week. Mm-hmm. New York just went down on shutdown. Illinois is on shutdown. Yeah. So, and that's for two weeks, starting yesterday for Illinois or mm-hmm. today, might have been today. Yeah. Because um, that's where my family is. So, you know, for the next fourteen days, this would be a great opportunity to set some of those habits. That would be a really neat thing to do. And the cat's back. Everybody, <laughs> she just just wants to be part of the show. Um. Okay, cool. Yeah. What else? You got anything else that you want to share with everybody? I don't. Well, we covered everything on the list. Yeah, we did. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. I think we hit all my high points on the list. I, I would just encourage everyone to maybe make a small list. It doesn't have to be a huge number of things, but a list of, I don't know, five or six things that you're going to do every day. Yeah. You gave me one that has 12 things to do I did. every day. My friend out of Austin came up with this thing where you pick 12 things you're going to do every day, and then at the bottom, it actually has a check boxes, so you can check it off. And I was like, oh, my God, 12? 12 things. But they can be tiny little things, like me. I'm going to write in my journal, um, take a shower, eat. Um, drink more water. Drink more water. Um, read some literature. Read some literature. I've already been reading my nonfiction. I mean, my fiction novel. So, um, yeah, like, you're totally into that thing. I'm really into it right now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So. But we can cook food. We mm-hmm. can, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that we can exercise. Going for a walk or doing some little bit of exercise every day, like doing the things we need to do to take care of ourselves during this time, and and that do some of that self care. Make self-care. a call. Call someone. Do you could put these five things? Could be your first five things. You're gonna put do a virtual meeting. You're gonna f- call someone. You know, up your family tree of NA, down your family tree of NA. You're gonna read some literature. You're gonna pray and meditate. That could be two things right there. Um, call your mom. Like that's six or seven things right there. Yeah, it's amazing. And yep. then you know, go for a walk. If you're working, obviously it's a little bit different situation. If you're home with your kids, it's going to be a little bit different. But even with them, I'm going to read them a story. I'm going to do something with them. Like, I really think that this um, forced situation that all of us, if we really, if we want to, mm-hmm. we can come out the other side of this a better person. Yeah. And, um, you know, accomplish some of the things that maybe we've been wanting to accomplish or at least get a really good start on them. Yep. I, yeah, absolutely. 
So I would, I would encourage everyone to make a little list of things that you're going to do every day mm-hmm. over the next 21 days while we're in this situation. Um, I know they say two weeks, but we don't know how long this thing is really going to go. Um, it's kind of crazy. And uh, I don't know. I guess we're just sending out tons of loving kindness to everybody. Yes, tons of loving kindness and just hope and, yeah. Love. 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 It's all about the love. It is all about the love. That's what Kenny used to tell me. I know. It's all about the love, dear. It's all Mm. about the love. (laughs) All right. So is that good? That's good. Put some good stuff out there. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank y'all. We're really glad that you were here, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.